1: You're listening to episode 57 brought to you by RX Bar Kids for 25% off your first order visit rxbar.com/lovely enter the code lovely Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely, the podcast for real moms who are seeking Jesus, trying to live their roles well, and working to add a little bit more loveliness to their lives, even in just the little moments. I'm your host, Mackenzie Monroe from CultivatingTheLovely.com, and you can find me at BoldTurquoise on Instagram and all other social media. And today, you guys, I have two of the authors of the one-year Daily Acts of Kindness devotional, Julie Fisk and Kendra Roll. And they also are from The Ruth Experience. If you guys have checked them out on Instagram, they were so much fun to chat with. And we really got to dive into why kindness is so important to focus on in our current culture. I think you guys are really going to like this episode. Also, if you haven't checked out our Patreon account, we're having so much fun talking about makeup this month. So if you haven't popped over there yet, give it a look at patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely. And I hope to see you there and on our private Facebook group. Okay. Let's jump right into this episode with Kendra and Julie. Welcome, Kendra and Julie. Thank Thank you. you. You guys said that in perfect unison. (laughs) So impressed. We've been friends
2: for so long, we talk in unison.
1: Well, before we started recording, everybody, they decided to plug in some headphones and they're actually sharing headphones. It was like, get cozy. They're sharing them. So that was super cute. You guys did that. So for everyone who doesn't know who you are, would you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Sure. Well, I'm Kendra, and I'm
3: one of three of um, writers for The Ruth Experience, Um, and I am married. We live in central Minnesota. Um, I have five kids, um, three of which we adopted from the foster care system. We're actually in the process of adopting our oldest, who is an adult, so that's been an interesting and fun experience. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so we have a busy house. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I am Julie. So I'm one of the other, I'm the only non-biologically related. (laughs) Kendra and and Kristen are actually biological sisters. Um, Although we claim her. They do claim her. (laughs) Yes. They claim me. I'm the oldest. Oh, that's funny. Unless Kendra claims being the oldest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also married. I have two kiddos. I also live in central Minnesota and We have a um, blind 10-year-old poodle, and yesterday we picked up a puppy, a golden doodle named Sully. So I am in the middle. I I told Kendra, I feel like I now have a baby
0: again. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I just (laughs) house sat for some friends last week, and they had a labradoodle, but she's like two, and they've done such a good job of training her. I was like, ah. Yes. I I want to get a dog cuz my kids and I are like finding a place to live right now and that's a whole mm-hmm. thing. But I was like I want to get a dog but can I just
2: have yours because she's <laughs> yes. already put together. <laughs> so much easier do all the oh, yeah. puppyhood stuff and then just um, <laughs> take the well-trained dog. Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Thanks for doing that for me, guys. I'll go ahead and take it <laughs> yeah, now. Okay, mm-hmm. so I am so excited to be talking to you guys today because, you know, I get a lot of emails from people who want to be on the podcast for one reason or another, whether it's to promote their website or their book or whatever. And So I kind of always go into those emails a little bit skeptically because they're not always a great fit. But I had actually just, I mean, literally days before you emailed me, just Mm -hmm. been thinking about kindness and the deficit that we have and specifically Mm -hmm. in certain situations that I'm dealing with right now in my life, thinking about like, how can I just decide to exhibit like godly kindness to people mm-hmm. even if it's not being returned and right, so i right. was really kind of grappling with that and then i got your guys's email <laughs> so <laughs> pretty much as soon as i saw like daily acts of kindness yes yes come on the show i would love yeah. to have you on i'd love to dissect this topic but before we really That's get awesome. i know it was you know i mean a god thing for sure totally totally but before we dive into that kind of stuff. I would love to just get some backstory on you guys. Like, how did you become friends? How did you start the Ruth experience? Like what? I mean, it's obviously grown and you're writing books together. And I just, I want to hear all about that.
2: Sure, sure. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so gosh, it was about 15 years ago that my husband and I moved to St. Cloud. And started attending a church there. And so I was the new girl at church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just sit by myself. I was fine sitting by myself, but I would sit by myself on Sunday mornings until this woman came over. Her name was Katrina. And she came over and she was about my age, but was the warmest, most hospitable woman. And she invited me to come over and sit next to her. Um, and that was Kendra and Kristen's older sister. Aww. And so she inv- so she did. She just welcomed me in um, completely out of the blue, nothing I had done. And then she had extended, she was putting together a Bible study. And so she extended an invitation to join this Bible study. And so on Tuesday afternoons, we would sit around her kitchen table <laughs> and there was five of us and Kendra was one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's, and so we were all young twenties and we started, Doing Bible studies together, and so we around her table we cried and we laughed and we wrestled with God. Um, and so that is ultimately where the Ruth experience is born out of. Katrina died of breast cancer when she was 28, oh, so wow. that was about mm-hmm. 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was always the one that she had so much charisma. And she was just, I I would always say she was an old soul. I mean, she mm-hmm. just was such a wonderful person, and so. A lot of what we've done with the Ruth experience is her legacy carried on through us. Mm -hmm. And so we've started, we just have been on this journey together for that long. Mm -hmm. So when we talk over each other (laughs) or say the same thing at the same time, it's because we feel like we've known each other forever. Yeah. Um, We've really done all that
1: adulting together, like your whole adult lives.
2: You're right. We did marriages and babies and careers and school. I mean, we've done grieving yeah we've done a lot of life together and so that digs really deep roots yeah absolutely Um, Mm -hmm. and so I don't know about five five or six years ago five years ago yeah we started writing books six years ago we started writing books together, and everybody told us that we shouldn't because we were three authors. Like, we did it all upside down and backwards. Like if, we, if there was a formula for how not to write books, we were it. We were it. We were the poster child for what not to do. I love that.
1: Um, well, you know, I was just listening to an Amy Porterfield podcast this morning, and Marie Forleo was on. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it her and all that but she's like this big business guru and she was like the thing right now is to do everything against the grain of what everybody else is doing (laughs) (laughs) so
2: you were ahead of the curve (laughs) that's right yeah apparently apparently, you know we we laugh about it but it's so true We are convinced that we were just the last girls in the room. I mean, kind of God was like looking around and who keeps saying, "Yes. Oh, it's those three crazy girls over there." They just keep saying yes to me. Every time um, we had an opportunity just to serve him in little ways, we would. Yeah. And um, and now here we are and we don't even we don't even know what it all means. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like when something's God breathed, you just you just give it back to God and say whatever you, whatever you want, Lord, that we'll do it. So So did
1: you guys start the blog before the books, or did you start writing books? Um,
3: Well, we started writing, the first book we wrote was called The Ruth Experience, Mm -hmm. and so we started writing that probably six years ago. Mm -hmm. In About this time, it was in the spring, and Mm -hmm. then we, along with that, at that time, we were like, well, we should probably start blogging. That's what people do.
2: Yeah, (laughs) so... And so we did that. We started a blog, Mm -hmm. Um, and it helped us practice writing.
3: It really, really did, and got us. Yeah, it, it. it filled that like it. it we didn't even realize right. when we started it how beneficial that would be just to get in the practice of writing mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, and so we did that, and we finished the Ruth experience, and then just went from there. Um, decided we liked writing Bible studies. Julie and I have led Bible studies forever and ever, and mm-hmm. so our next two books were Bible study, our um, devotional based, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, and then after that we ended up going to like a writer's conference and, mm-hmm. and getting and meeting a publisher there who really liked the idea of a book on kindness. But when she found out we had done a year of kindness, she was like, oh, could you do a devotional on that? And by the way, it'd be, need to be 365 yeah. days.
1: <laughs> so. I know. I actually like, I missed that part of it. When you guys contacted yeah. me, it was just like, oh, kindness. <laughs> yes. Okay. Come. Yeah. And then when I got your book in the mail, I was like, oh, dang. This is like, this is for real here. Like, wow, that's a commitment. Good thing there were three of you.
3: Yes, Yes. exactly. That's where that really became um, beneficial to us to have three of us because the writing time was cut down considerably because we got to break it out and work on it together. And I think... You know, you asked, too, like, how, you know, how we got started. I think for us, too, having three of us and having that community and that encouragement to kind of spur each other on is really what has kept us going as well.
2: You know, the older I get, the older I get, the more I realize that this idea of being individuals and doing it on your own is a lie. We are meant to be in community. We're meant to have sisters. We're meant to have um, people around us who... Say you know what you can do it when yeah. we're feeling down because that's the thing. Like if Kendra's right. kind of discouraged, chances are I'm not. Yeah, and vice versa. So we balance each other. One of us is really just like, mwah, mwah. <laughs> yeah. like so let's go,
1: let's go, let's
2: go. Yeah, no, <clears throat> so. I
1: absolutely agree with that. I'm kind of coming out of this this long season of being. Isolated in many ways, mm. like I went from living in the country for many years to oh, like living back in town. There are people mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> even things as simple as that, where you're just like, oh, like if I needed something, I could ask a neighbor. Like, what? yes. And yeah. there yeah. is really something to that. I mean, I think on the that surface level even just having people around but like you guys are saying that community i know that the things i'm walking through right now if i didn't have those core women who knew the nitty gritty of what's going yeah. on to that's right be able to help me process everything and keep me on track i i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to be standing through what i right. am right so, well, right. and, yeah.
2: and also women who are able to speak hard truth to you in love. Yes. I mean, sometimes, right? Don't we need yes. accountability or to be gently corrected and to have somebody that you trust? Mm-hmm. Yes. Both their spiritual depth, but then also their love for you. That is so valuable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, our experiences, we end up becoming kind of blinded to things, you know, Mm -hmm. when we're really deep in it. And so to Mm -hmm. have those people who can see more clearly because they're not as emotionally affected by things as you are and everything, to be that person to either keep reminding you or, like you were saying, to correct you and be like, no, what you're thinking is not correct. (laughs) And and sometimes it takes like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, (laughs) but (laughs) I have like three or four women around me right now who like they all have to be telling me like nope <laughs> that's not correct and yeah. like okay yeah, so. you're all in agreement I can trust all all of you so <laughs> that's, right. that's right. not yeah. right yeah that's
2: right yeah. Sometimes and sometimes you need that you need to just be able to trust something outside of you if yeah. your emotions are running high yeah. yes
1: absolutely Ooh. I love that Hey ladies, we're gonna take a quick minute to hear from this week's sponsor, which is RX Bar Kids. Now, I've talked about them before, but if you aren't familiar, they are a clean label snack bar made with high quality, real ingredients designed specifically for kids. With egg whites, fruits, and nuts as the base, RX Bar Kids contain seven grams of protein and have absolutely zero added sugar, no gluten, soy, dairy, or bad stuff. They're delicious, clean, and convenient snacks that kids love. They come in three different flavors, chocolate chip, apple cinnamon raisin, and berry blast. We personally love the chocolate chip the best, and they are the perfect thing to throw in my purse so that we have them when we're on the go for a quick breakfast. They go in my kids' lunch boxes. I love to have them if I'm running around to different errands and they just need a good snack that's gonna be filling and stick with them. Personally, since they sent me my first box, we have gone back to Costco time and time again and gotten more RX bars because not only do my kids love them, I really love them. I love knowing that I can eat something clean that is on the go and I don't have to worry about what's in it. Plus, it's just really nutritious and I feel full for a really long time and so do my kids. I think you're going to really like them too. And so RX Bar has given us the chance to get 25% off your first order and free shipping. All you have to do is go to rxbar.com forward slash lovely and use the code lovely and you'll be able to get in your order super quick and they will deliver it right to your door and I I think you're going to love them. You can also find them at Target. So go give them a try. Let me know what you think. And you'll probably be seeing me on Instagram stories when I go back and I'm getting another box all the time. Well, I love that you guys have that, that deep connection and community to be able to draw from, to create these books. So you guys just like you guys were friends and you got together and decided you just decided to write a book. Like You didn't have a book deal or anything. you just like, let's write a book.
3: Yeah. And we, you know, it's funny because Julie and I um, have careers that we pursued um, when we first started writing. I'm a social worker by background and Julie's an attorney. And so I think writing goes hand in hand with each of those careers. It Mm kind of came naturally to us, Mm -hmm. but we went, we went to a women's conference where we, um, both were feeling kind of inspired by God to, to write a book. And it was funny because we sat down and we both were like, I don't know what we'd write about. Like we felt like there was nothing else left to be written.
2: But we did it individually. too. We sat down individually and this was our very first book. We both sat down individually like, huh,
3: what could we write? What could we write?
2: (laughs) And then I was like, and so then we individually told God, Lord, if you want us to write something, you're going to have to give it to us because I have nothing of wisdom to say. <laughs> right. really. Yeah. And it was the next year we went yeah. back to that same conference and what in an afternoon we put down yeah. our table of contents for the experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he just downloaded it. That's on awesome. Us. Right.
1: So then how did you go up? I mean, you obviously you're like, OK, this is what we're going to write about. How did you go about actually getting a book deal? Well, that first one, we self-published. Okay. Um,
3: the first three, actually, we yep. self-published. Okay. Yep. Um, and that, <laughs> the, the way we did it initially, I don't even know if that's an option anymore. It was more of like a partnership publishing experience. It was a crazy experience,
2: But don't do that. But,
3: <laughs> but now, you know, people can self-publish pretty easily. There's yeah. some really great ways to self-publish. And so our next two books were self-published as well. And then with the last book, um, with a kindness book, we, Kristen and I had gone to, we actually went to two years in a row. We went to Alum, loom, which is a, oh, a yeah, writer's yeah. conference. Yes. It was a lovely conference and they're not hosting it anymore, which I is know. such a bummer.
1: <laughs> I wanted but, so um, bad to go for so oh, many years. I would it, like watch all the social media around it. Yes,
3: It was yeah. amazing. I would be the first in line if they ever started it up again. But anyway, we had made an appointment with a publisher for that. And at the time, we had been doing acts of kindness um, for Advent for okay. a few years, and we, then we had done a whole year of kindness. So we had come up with this book proposal on doing a book around the idea of kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we met with our publisher, wh- who is now our publisher, um, her name was Kara, and she she was like, well, I really like this idea of a book on kindness, but I spearhead the um, Tyndale's The One Year line which is mm-hmm. the 365 and they have all different kinds of topics and yeah. books that they've devotionals that they do and so she's like do you think you could do a daily acts of kindness devotional and we were like oh well our two books before this were de- were devotional for 30 days yes, yeah yeah so this would be different but but still something that we had practiced yeah. you know yeah and so I think one of the biggest things we always encourage people who are thinking about writing a book is to just start. I mean, we had three self published books. We were blogging for six years before anybody ever looked at us or talked to us. Yeah. And so, if you really have the desire in your heart to do it, we encourage people to just start writing. Yeah. We are
2: not the same writers we were six years ago. I mean, and that's truly, if you have a practice of writing, Mm it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference.
1: Yeah, and it helps you develop your voice and not be as influenced by the voices you're reading mm -hmm. and, you know, you really kind of solidify what that is. And I think, like you're saying, like you did it for so long before actually getting picked up by, you know, a publisher. But there's so much catharsis in that even and just so much that changes about you yourself, not even just your writing, that is valuable.
2: I completely agree. Yeah.
1: Well, I love that. So you had this idea of kindness, and then God put this woman in your path to actually yes. get this book. But what what even got those those wheels turning about kindness? Why was that kind of what you were settling on to be pursuing
2: next? You know, we were. It was. It all happened over coffee.
1: <laughs>
3: I, Doesn't it all?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Any think good idea coffee. happens over coffee. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. We, no, the three of us were at a coffee shop, um, and it was a uh, November afternoon. And we were talking. We all had really little kids at that point, and we were visiting about Christmas was coming up, and we were just lamenting this, ugh, this com- this commercialization of Christmas, where mm-hmm. it felt like we were just pushing so hard to find our savior in the middle of Santa Claus and presents and wish lists. And I want, I want, my son who's making
3: his Christmas list in November. And so we
2: just, so as we were talking, you know, we were just visiting about it and just sort of lamenting this, like, how do we even find Jesus in Christmas Eve anymore? Mm -hmm. And somehow, you know, somehow we came up with this idea, we were talking about Advent and then somehow we came up with random acts of kindness and we were like, well, let's smash the two together.
1: Yeah.
2: And so then we came up with Advent acts of kindness and we rotated them. So every house would have one act every third day, oh, that's um, cool. for the whole month of December. And so for the whole month of December, and and so that's just where we started. We started there, so we did that for a couple of years, and then we were like, "Huh, let's do kindness over lunch. Let's do kindness over here. Let's do." And so then it was like, "Let's do three hundred and that was Christmas idea. Let's do three hundred and sixty-five days of kindness." We were like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and "We did it a
2: lot." <laughs> She must uh,
1: be so, the visionary in your group. Yeah, she's the <laughs> <a> dreamer. <laughs> and, so,
2: and so that's where this all birthed out of was just this idea of taking Jesus back during mm-hmm. the Christmas season. But mm-hmm. but now it's become this journey of being really, really intentional and trying to find Jesus every day, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and revealing him to others every day. Like kindness mm-hmm. can sound, I don't know, a little flaky and just like, surface. Yeah. Surface and kind of sugary sweet. Yeah. But it's not like when you start digging down into what scripture says about how we are to treat one another, when we start to read about how we're to love our literal enemies, when we start to ask questions about who our neighbors are, it's incredibly difficult. Like, I mean, there's some things in there that we don't have it. Like we're still wrestling with it, we're still working on it because it's really hard stuff. Some of it, Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So that's kind of where. So then we're like, oh, this is not nearly as (laughs) sugary and sweet as it sounds. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. This doesn't give me the little sugary buzz that I thought it might. This is actually really hard work. Yeah.
1: Well, Um, I think that a lot of times, I know this is just something I've been wrestling with lately as we. I think especially maybe as moms, we get down on ourselves for all the things we're not doing well. And we start to think that God is accepting us or not based on that. And and it's so easy to forget that it's his kindness that leads us Mm -hmm, to repentance. mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. more like you feel that judgment. And Mm -hmm. so I have just really been having to wrestle with that one lately. Like, he is kind like what do i think when i think of god do i think of him as being you know having that iron fist and you know being like get it right or is it Mm, those kind eyes of jesus that we see in you know all the silly paintings that probably don't really look like him but (laughs) you know still he usually has kind eyes and it's i think that's so important to remember that source of our kindness as we're mm-hmm. trying to carry out those acts like you guys are talking about, you know, bringing Jesus back into Christmas by acting like him, like being kind. Right, right, yeah, right. I love that.
2: Well, and yeah. if you look at scripture, I mean, one of the words that they translate back and forth with kindness is mercy, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, being merciful and right. having yeah. mercy on others, but then I just was having a conversation with a dear, dear friend the other day, and she was struggling with something a little bit. And I finally had to tell her, listen, be nice to you. I really <laughs> yeah. like you, and you are, I love you. You need to be nice to you. Yeah. And um, I think that's the other thing. You know, when you talk about women, I have not met a woman. I don't care how put together she is or how beautiful she is or you know what she looks like on the outside. I have yet to meet a woman who has not had those voices in her head that are so Mm self-critical. We beat ourselves up just absolutely unnecessarily.
1: Well, and I think that a lot of that also is stemming from coming back to Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo. (laughs) I was literally just listening to this in the car. But they were talking about like going against the grain and being real and raw on social media. They were talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, we look at Instagram and these perfectly... Mm -hmm curated feeds and everything but what people are really craving I think especially moms is realness because we yes. want to know we are not the only one who's having these struggles I know is that, that right? like when I was um I was house sitting last week And I always had this picture in my head that my friend's house, that I was house-sitting for, she was like the friend who had it together. Her house was always perfectly clean. And, you know, it takes actually sleeping in her bedroom for a week to realize, like, Oh, like, everything isn't perfectly dusted. And, you know, she's got goofy, you know, like, why is her son's Star Wars pillow in her bedroom? And why is her, you know, husband storing his realty for sale signs in their bedroom instead of his office? You know, stuff like that, where I was like, I came away from that week being like, thank goodness she just left it like that for me to see because it made me feel so much better about my life but then I was also like girl we need to have an intervention like (laughs) I am taking his signs out of your room and sticking them in his office (laughs) but I just I so appreciated that she was real and then me coming into that I was like well I can also bless her because I've been in this same position where it's like I can't get everything done and wouldn't I love somebody to just come and stay in my house for a week and clean things that I can't get around to doing, you know? So it gave me this opportunity to give back to her, but I just appreciated that kind of unintentional realness on her part. Yes.
3: Well, and I think, you know, this last year, one thing too, along with kindness, we've incorporated a lot within our families is hospitality towards others. Yeah. But really understanding the difference between entertaining (laughs) and being hospitable because those two are not the same things. And Mm -hmm. I am not a good entertainer. Like my house is not perfect. I, I just, I have a really hard time with that. I'm not a super creative party person, like, yeah. but I love having people in my house. And so the last six months, my husband and I have just decided, cause we eat meals together as a family. We're like, at least once a week, we're going to invite somebody else or another family into our home. Mm. And I'm telling you, making that a habit and being hospitable. Mm-hmm has so much like you're talking about the realness of life and allowing people in. And you know what? I don't freak out anymore that my house doesn't look perfect Mm -hmm. or the bathroom isn't completely like I have boys and that's hard. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's the idea that, yeah, we can be real with one another. We can still invite people in. And one of the biggest things Julie and I talk about a lot is that people just want to be included. Like they just want to be invited in and, And we don't care, you know, what each other's homes look like or even our lives are a little messy. So what? People just want to be included. Human beings Mm -hmm. are messy.
2: Like if we waited until we were all put together to be the hands and feet of Jesus, like that's, I think that's a lie. We believe that we have to somehow be better equipped or our house has to look a certain way. Or yeah. we had people over last summer and our bathrooms were all torn apart. And I was like, Erin. We're remodeling the bathrooms. Why are we having a huge party? And he's like, it's fine. I'm like, okay. (laughs) We'll go with it. I love that though. I had to to kind of get over myself, but you know what? It was fine. Nobody cared that we were in the middle of a remodel project. Like nobody. Yeah. Because
1: people just want to be together. And when you allow those things to not be in the way, then it's more about the relationship than it is about the presentation.
2: Well, and when you're real, people see Jesus. I mean, mean, honestly, I don't think, I have seen, I have seen Jesus in other people when I've been allowed to come up next to them in close proximity and just live alongside them warts and all, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like that's where I've seen Jesus. I saw Jesus around Katrina's kitchen table with women who were wrestling and struggling and completely imperfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where I saw Jesus. I don't see Jesus in the perfect places the way yeah. I see him in the real places yeah.
1: absolutely I think when people do present themselves perfectly like especially people we're following and mm-hmm. you you get on board with their message and you're like okay yes I want more of what she's got because obviously yeah. she's got it more together but then when the cracks do end up showing up They're a lot more off-putting than they are welcoming. Because it's like, oh, wait a minute. I thought you had it together. I was trying to do what you're doing. And now I realize that's not the case. And (laughs) instead of just being real all the way along... Right, you're right. not trying to cover up things and make sure people don't see certain stuff because, oh, my goodness, they can't know <laughs> what's really going on here. You know, right, I right. just think there's so much more opportunity for your testimony to impact people when you're just yeah. honest.
2: And none of us are perfect anyway. I mean, yeah. why I pretend. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. What? Why put, there's so much effort involved in trying to oh I like, know, it's pretend exhausting. you're something I'm different. And once you have kids, then you really feel like,
3: I'm oh just my goodness. Over the it.
2: moment I think I'm okay, like my kids do the most embarrassing oh thing in the world, and I'm like, okay, never mind, yeah. Lord. I'm, yep.
1: I, am, I am yet again humbled. It's yes. fine. <laughs> I there's this book by Francine Rivers. I don't know. She has all those novellas yes. that are about, you know, all the women in the lineage of Jesus. And I loved in Mary's novella how she talks about how God like gave her more kids. To help her realize that it wasn't her parenting that was making jesus so awesome it was just that he was god and then like exactly. that, oh yeah. okay it wasn't me and sometimes yeah. i feel that way like when i'm feeling like oh this one kid like they've got it together i'm doing okay yeah. here and then another one is just like oh no right never mind it's yes. not me it's not me. Right. right well so you guys took on this big kindness project book and like you said, it's a devotional, but I love the acts of kindness that you put on every page because I was a little leery, like, dear goodness, mm-hmm. I can't take that on. Like, I don't know how <laughs> you guys wrote it, but trying to do that every day, like what kind of things are, you know, am I going to have to, you know, get a new pen pal to write letters to, you know, Africa or like what what is going to be involved for me? But I like that what you guys have in here is very doable and real, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. i just opened up a random page and it was like it says you know is there someone in your life who needs the gift of listening pray silently mm-hmm. for that person's struggles and then offer a quiet mouth and a listening ear like that is simple anyone in any circumstance can do that for somebody and mm-hmm. i love right. that they are those you know, those doable things
2: well and what we're realizing is that we're already in. We've already been planted in places. I mean, it, it's our workplace, or it's our yeah. neighborhood, or it's alongside, you know, the sidelines at the basketball game at the Y. We're already planted in places. We're already amongst people, and yeah. so that's what we've learned. Like we don't have to. I mean, you can go to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with going to Africa, and maybe you're called to Africa. Like, yes. I'm not saying you're not called to Africa, but you might be called to your next door neighbor. Yeah. And you know, so it's right. it's really kind of this idea of and and not even necessarily following everything in there but just starting to be intentional about where you're already at.
1: Yes. It just gets your wheels thinking. turning. Kind of puts well, that that idea back on your radar.
2: Right. And I think that's what we wanted. We didn't
3: want to make people feel guilty. Oh my oh, goodness. We're all we're all women and moms and all of that. I mean, guilt is just not something we wanted no. people to experience it all, and in fact, you know one thing we've realized through kindness, especially with our kids, is just how empowering it can be and so that was really our goal was that people and families would start to feel empowered. As they looked around to see like, who can I be kind to? Who could yeah. I hold a door open for? Mm-hmm. Like you said, sometimes it's just praying for someone or a lot of what these, um, what the days have to do with even is some of the heart issues that mm-hmm. we have, like, yeah. who are you, Like, who are you holding unforgiveness towards? Mm -hmm. I mean, who do you? So some of the things aren't necessarily an action that you have to leave your house to go do. Some of the days are much more reflective on your own heart and your own life and kind of dealing with some of that, too. So there's there's a good mix of both because there is some of the practical day by day. But like you said, it's just even bringing it to your mind. Okay, Mm -hmm. how can I be intentional to look for someone today that mm-hmm. needs some kindness, I call yeah. them divine
2: appointments. Yeah, you know, and that's my prayer every day. Like Lord, if there isn't a divine appointment out there for me, I don't want to miss it. And and believe me, we've both Kendra and I've both missed them. You know, yeah. and because I'll walk away from something and I'll be like, oh yeah. shoot, that was that was that was something I was supposed to do. Yeah, but God is so redemptive and. And so we've just learned to pray for second chances when we've blown it or missed something. We've just learned to pray like, Lord, I am so sorry. Would you please bring that or Give me another crack at that. Let me yeah. let me try that again. And he is so good to do that. But that, that would be the one thing I would say is like, if you pray for divine appointments and then set aside your timetable, because that's the other thing. Like, yeah. they're always inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always in that moment, right? Like, whatever, like... Look, I've got fifty things on my to-do list, and they're all due today. And oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is my demand appointment. But um, he always gets the to-do when I set aside time for him. He always gets the to-do list done. Yes. Like, I never, I never didn't accomplish what needed to get accomplished because I stopped to do his thing first. Hmm. Well,
1: and I think sometimes it's even just looking within our own four walls because it's mm-hmm. easy for me to not be kind to my kids when oh, yeah. it's those circumstances right. when I'm having to set aside my to-do list never mind mm-hmm. somebody else like it's just them where it's like yeah. okay no 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 mommy's got to do this you know. and then yeah. when I think I don't have the time to sit here set aside what I'm doing and really give my kids my full attention and mm-hmm. just change the tone of voice that I'm talking to them in but man when I do it mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world, and yeah. you know, I just think specifically of my three-year-old. Yeah. Three is yeah. my favorite age, <laughs> if not. Yeah. So, but I'm really having to think about that with her. Like, I if I'm not kind right now, I will pay the price with an hour-long tantrum. Like, right. I have to right. take that that time, and it's so important to intentionally be thinking about that kindness. Well, and as we've been talking and as I've been looking at your guys' book and everything, I really... This is kind of, you know, a silly thing, but I think this book pairs well with another book, <laughs> and that's Hello Mornings by Kat Lee. I don't know if you guys are Yes, I've with heard it. of that. Yes. Okay, Well, we've been reading it um, as a book club in the Cultivating the Lovely Patreon account. Um, we read it in February, and... There are so many things that she talks about that I think just go hand in hand with what we've been talking about. And if she Mm -hmm. talks about like even our our time with God, like God wants us to be reaching out to someone every day. But then she kind of boils that down to, but maybe that someone is yourself. Mm -hmm. And extending that that grace and that kindness to yourself, like we've kind of been mentioning through this. And so I, I love that you have those more introspective questions. But then she also, I was just rereading this the other day and she talks about how, We have dismissed the idea that one verse can be impactful in our lives and that we need to be doing these big, huge studies and, you know, devouring chapters upon chapters of the Bible every day in order for it to be effective. When that's a lie, that's just not the case. And I think so Mm -hmm. much as moms, we struggle with finding that set aside time to have our quiet time. But when you have a book like this that does offer just one or two verses a day like we can't discount that it's still the living word of god and it's still right. powerful and we can take time to read one page a day right. like right. anybody can do that put the book in your bathroom <laughs>
2: yeah, you exactly. can read
1: yes. one page a day
2: yes right yeah keep it in the car right yeah at that stuff like, well, maybe not the stoplight. Yeah. Don't, do yeah. yeah. don't do that, <laughs>
1: please. But just ha- if you <laughs> have it accessible, like anybody yeah, right. can decide, okay, I'm going to take just a couple of minutes to do this. And that's what I think is great about these kind of format books, these, you know, 365, it can look like, oh, holy cow, or how, oh, how (laughs) deep can that go? Or, you know, but it really, if you decide to let it be effective in your life, and to make the most of that one verse that you're reading, God can use it if we let him. Absolutely.
3: And we talk with women about that a lot because we go to a lot of moms groups and things like that. And,
1: you know, the stage of life you're in can
3: really affect the amount of time that you have. And when you have little ones, I mean, I remember, and I still do this, but writing out a scripture card on you know, just a note card and putting it in my kitchen, just one yeah. verse, like mm-hmm. you're saying. And that would be what I would medita- meditate on during the day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be long lengths of time. And even when we talk about acts of kindness, like Julie said, there were a couple of years where I had, we did foster care and I had four kids under the age of four. Yeah. So the only place I was going once a week that was like my fun place <laughs> was the grocery store. <laughs> oh. So it's like, But then I started looking around and saying, okay, how can I incorporate kindness and kind acts while I'm here at the grocery store? Yeah. Because it was the only, I mean, it was just the only realistic place that I was getting to. So I think it's okay to look at your stage of life Mm -hmm. and to kind of tailor it to where you're at. It's okay. I mean, stages change. Kids grow up.
2: Absolutely do. And (laughs) they don't seem like they're going to grow, but they do. And let's be gentle with ourselves. When we're in a really hard parenting stage, let's just be really gentle with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, if you are wanting to take it deeper, well, then take the verse that you guys have given us and write that down. Like you're saying, like don't just read it, write it down so it goes deeper into your heart and your mind. And then you can have that visible throughout the day. Like there's so much, we've got to cut ourselves some slack and know that God's word is powerful no matter what, as long as we're in it. Like that's the important Mm -hmm. thing. Well, yeah. I love that. I love that you guys have put this together. I'm excited to be just getting to take these little snippets all throughout the next year. It's super fun to get in the mail and I'm I love it. So, <laughs> I think you guys We're did fun. a really good job. Thank, Thank you. you. So, how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life?
2: Well, so we are in the middle of Lent and yes. um my family, so my family has a couple of well, <clears throat> we've started we've started observing Lent. In kind of a different way okay the last couple of years and so we so we call it lent remixed <laughs> because oh, why not <laughs> and um, so what we have done is we've picked um, every week we pick a different thing to fast from and then we pick a different item to pray over and then we do something related to that item hmm. so my kids wrote it down so so um, we sat down and we took cho- my children chose what we were gonna fast from and then we they chose what we were gonna pray about and then um, we have a giving fund in our family oh, cool. um, and so we have some money in that fund and then we, when a need comes up, we meet that need. And so, um, last week for us, it was fasting from, uh, like movies or TV mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, which the kids did really good with. And mm-hmm. then it was homelessness is what we were praying for. And then we had a need come up in our school. And so we, we sent a check in, um, with the teacher so it could be anonymous and took care of a family.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And
2: and my kids chose that um, and, and are kind of running it in our house. That's so, awesome. and it's empowering. It's yeah. for kids when when life seems, you know, we're talking about school shootings and yeah. natural disasters and things that are so much bigger than us and can leave us feeling helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one thing we found is that allowing our kids to find ways to tangibly help others is very, very empowering and it allows them to kind of take control yeah, with Jesus and then be mm-hmm. his hands and feet. So that's just kind of my little side tip is, you know, that's one way to empower your children to change the world instead of feeling fear and hopelessness. Yeah.
1: I like that. It's very proactive. Well, one way that I am currently cultivating loveliness <laughs> is... I'm looking for a house. <laughs> and so that has been like, I've been very like, oh, is it the right timing yet? And is everything going to pan out? But I'm I'm actually kind of like truly wading into these waters of trying to find a rental and thinking about, you know, getting, getting my kids and I established. And so um, that's both scary to take on like, yes. oh, my goodness, because we've been staying with my parents for a while now. But um, okay. it's... It's, so it's both scary, but it's also exciting to think like, yes. oh, I mean, especially after house-sitting for friends for a week, it was like... Yes. Oh, bedrooms again! <laughs> yes. Like I could put you people in there, and then I could go over here, and it was it was right. so nice. I think for my parents too, everybody this week was kind of like, oh, wah wah, here we are again. <laughs> like, but it's it's been a good motivator to to be able to be looking at places and thinking, oh, what what could our life look like on a more like sustainable. Like getting into an actual rhythm again instead of this kind of in-between time that we've been in. So that's been kind of fun and exciting. Yeah, Yeah.
3: that's very exciting. I love looking at houses. Um, My husband and I moved into the house we currently live in last year. And so he teases me I should have another career as a realtor because I (laughs) just love looking at
1: houses. Yeah, (laughs) that's fun. So Kendra, do you want to tell us how you're cultivating love with this?
3: So can I? Does it have to be super spiritual?
1: No. <laughs> not
3: okay. At all. What
1: I'm going to say next is a terrible. <laughs> no, totally. I love that. Okay.
3: So we moved into this hundred plus year old house. So it's a beautiful home. I mean, it's it's old and and it has, but it has like original woodwork and floors and windows, and whatever. So I um, saw a friend who had um, painted like a like a piece of her furniture. And so I decided that I wanted to do that in my house. We have this buffet that we got for our dining room. And so I went, I kind of researched, like, how do you paint furniture and whatever. And I went to a local store in our community who had um, chalk paint. Yes. And so I picked out a color. It's like this turquoise color. Oh, I love <laughs> so, it. And I painted this buffet in my kitchen. And then I, you know, used the wax and I did all the stuff that they said. It turned out. Amazing. It, it's I mean, I'm not trying to break. I love it's it. Gorgeous. It's so
2: beautiful. It's I'll like totally, it's totally lovely. I'll totally break for you. So,
3: but here's the funny thing about this, though, Mackenzie. So then, like, I'm like looking around my house, like, what else can I paint? So, then I went back. I went back to the store, and I'm like, I have these two little end tables that sit out in my porch, and they're totally from the 50s. I got them like at a at a garage sale a few years ago and they've just been their wood tone so I got like a bright red and like I painted those yesterday and then I did like I did like a, a dark wax finish on it so they look kind of rustic and I'm just like but the funny thing is I posted it on social media and now I have friends saying to me like how much do you charge <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> you
1: got a whole so, new business crapping up yes, you didn't even exactly, know. exactly
3: right yes <laughs> That so that's awesome. how I've
1: been cultivating lovely lately. <laughs> okay. So are you ready for my stock questions that I ask everybody? Yes. yes. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Mm. Candles. Okay. Candles. Okay. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper?
2: Ooh, who has to wash them? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. And fold them and all that. <laughs> okay, look. Cloth is much more, like, sustainable.
3: Good for the environment. Yes. We'll go yeah. with that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Kendra will wash them I'll just use them okay that sounds awesome you just ship them over to her house every week Yeah, right. it's perfect yeah you'd have to have a really big stash though if that was gonna be the case yes. you would yeah. have to
3: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because it would be to you use... gosh that's a lot of napkins that be, I know yeah, that's a good question yeah
2: okay <laughs> or you could just ever sign everybody one for the whole week yeah oh. <laughs> Oh the poor littlest ones would be so. Oh good of the no, week. So
1: really bad, bad I watch them every day. Okay, city or country.
2: You know, this is funny. I was totally a country girl growing up, but I am now a little bit of both. I okay. live in the city now, but I think I'm kind of like a city girl as long as it can be smallish city. Okay. I agree.
1: Okay. Paper or digital?
2: Digital okay uh paper oh are we talking books because then i do if i'm reading a book i'd like to have paper yeah me too i like to i like to there's something about when you when you like touch it like Like feeling the book And i I love
1: bookstores so yeah
3: we'll say paper. paper
1: what about planning if you were planning would it be paper or digital
3: that we do digital okay a lot of it yeah
1: Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Uh am I taking my kids? That um, makes <laughs> a huge difference.
3: Right? <laughs> and <laughs> if it's okay, if it's Julie and I and it's like a girlfriend day, totally in like star. in the store. Yeah. But if you're saying my kids, like Amazon Prime all the
1: way. Yes. <laughs> all right. I agree with that one. Okay, it's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast
2: or to music? My husband is a musician. He's been playing drums for a really long time. And so he curates the best playlists. Oh, fun. Um, Like super eclectic, really fun. And so we have like a dinner playlist that he puts on. Um so it would probably be music in our house. Okay.
3: Yeah, I listen to I have lately been listening to podcasts. A lot.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, which
3: is kind of a good time because the kids are usually off doing homework and different things like that. So yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. So what are your, some of your favorites? Um, well, yours, of course. Oh, I always okay. If I think this person's gonna say that, I'm always like, you don't have to say mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I should but have said too. that. Oh yes, thank you. Um,
3: <laughs> the other one I've been listening to lately, um, and actually, you just had her on. Is Angie from Chatology. Yes. She did a recent podcast with um a man who he has adopted children and oh my goodness it was the most amazing story I like sent it to my husband I'm like you have to listen to this and we were both like tears but it was such such a good podcast um so I've been listening to hers a lot I listened to I listened to just a lot of talk ones like I listened to Jamie Ivey's Mm Um, there's just several of them. I know Kristen listens to a lot that have to do with like minimalism and things like that. But I listen to a lot where they're just kind of talking about life
2: and Mm -hmm. family. And there was one when I was a young mom, um, as in like babies in the house and I just was desperate to have some kind of adult interaction. Um, There was a, there was a pastor out of Bozeman who I would listen to his sermons because he would, he would take, Um, like just one or two verses and then break it down like in cultural context. Very, very academic, Mm -hmm. Um, very, very nerdy. I loved it. That was the way I got, that was the way I got into scripture. Oh, that's
1: awesome. When I had
2: really little kids, I would listen to his sermons because he would, he would just literally go, Like through the book of the Bible, through various books of the Bible verse by verse. Mm -hmm. And at that stage, that was all I could do.
1: Yeah. There are days lately where I've been listening to um, Emily Thomas from Mom Struggling Well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's another one. Once a week, she'll do... a a deep dive for just a few minutes into a couple verses from scripture or a story Mm -hmm. i think she's working through john right now and sometimes Mm -hmm. when it's like you you just haven't been able to get on top of doing it in the day i will listen to that and it's like okay Mm -hmm. and plus she's funny and it's like both Mm -hmm. deep and thoughtful and hilarious which is a great combination okay chocolate milk or dark milk dark (gasps) what She can't be my friend anymore. How did you not know this after I all these years? I don't, I don't think there's a bad way to take your chocolate, though. <laughs> I think dark chocolate lovers would disagree. Well,
3: that's probably
1: true. You should have seen the I like dark,
3: but I'll take anything. I'll take my chocolate anyway.
2: That's so funny. There is nothing like European milk chocolate. It is yes. way better than American way milk cleaner. chocolate. Oh, yeah. My.
1: Yeah, okay, well, so Irish do,
2: milk chocolate.
1: I think European chocolate, period, is yes. a different different. Thing. It is. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, it's
2: delicious. Yeah, yes. it's a good thing I don't live over there,
1: right? <laughs> good thing we live with a nasty American chocolate. Don't say that. <laughs> people are going to be like,
2: "That's my favorite." Yeah. Oh, no. yeah.
1: Offending people all over the place with their chocolate today. <laughs> okay sports or no sports no sports no sports all right (laughs) live broadcast oh go ahead what
2: but olympics
1: okay all
2: right oh yeah i like the olympics yeah
1: Yeah. i have not really been watching until my dad comes in the room is like this person got hurt or this person just (laughs) had some other malfunction (laughs) happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'll go YouTube, whatever just happened. But that's- the yeah. Olympic
2: drama. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because they're just a channel for just Olympic highlights of the weird things yes. that happened. Right. Okay. <laughs> Live broadcasting. Would you rather watch or broadcast? Oh,
3: what? what's broadcasting?
1: Like Facebook. What is Live. being shown? Well, whatever <laughs> like you the want. News? Just like. Like Facebook Live or that kind of thing. Oh, or instant we done Facebook or... Live. It
3: makes oh. me very nervous. Oh, I don't I think know. I'd rather watch.
1: I think it I'd is rather watch. Yeah. It okay, is. I have a feeling that maybe the third part of this equation would Kristen oh. be more of a broadcaster.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. She would not. She, she's she's much more behind the scenes. Okay, mm-hmm. so she's yeah. visionary,
1: but not out in front. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. what is your favorite movie?
2: Oh. Ooh, Pride and Prejudice.
1: Oh, which oh that's one? a good one. Which which one are we talking here? Oh.
2: The newer
3: one? The one with...
1: Keira Knightley? Or are uh, we talking like old yes. school BBC? I
2: kind of like Keira Knightley's. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite movie still is an older movie called Return to Me. Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible. Yes. It's such a great movie. Have I've you seen it? i sobbed. Yes. You,
2: so You good. laugh
3: and cry. No, yes. it's good. You just
2: sob the whole time. <laughs>
3: or steel magnolias oh that's
2: the other good one i cannot i i cry over everything so i have to be very careful that's the other really good one yeah
1: Yeah, i am
3: not a crier
1: but i like my mom and i we had steel magnolias memorized but then when i became a mom i was like i don't know if i can watch steel magnolias anymore like this has a whole (laughs) different connotation now Mm -hmm. it's true but it's Mm -hmm. so good okay Last question, if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the spectrum?
3: Oh, I would say I'm a five, but I would like to be a seven. All right. (laughs) I mean, I so admire people who are even
2: more so. Yeah. Like, okay, so... I feel like I'm getting, the older I'm getting, the crunchier I'm getting. Like I'm I'm sliding down the kind crunchy scale. (laughs) But but I refuse to go camping. Like I refuse. (laughs) If I can't take a shower, I'm not doing it. So I feel like I'm a three. (laughs) What? Then you really aren't that far at all. (laughs) Well, I was a one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, improvement is improvement. That's right. Yes what you can get. Yes, right. that's great. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. It was so much fun chatting with you. I really appreciate yes. it.
3: Thank, thank you for, you for having us. This was
1: fun. It was a lot of fun. Yes, well, have a good day. You too. You too. Bye. Alright ladies, that's it for this week's episode. To get any of the notes, head over to boldturquoise.com forward slash 057 and we'll have all the links there for everything that you're interested in. Again, thank you to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews in iTunes. I so, so appreciate it. It really makes a difference to getting the podcast out there for new ears to listen to it. And make sure you check out Patreon. We're having so much fun talking about how to find great natural brands of makeup that are good for your skin and healthy for you, but also to establish that, that signature look that fits your personality and isn't too overdone or too underdone, but really works for you. It's been so much fun chatting about that and doing live videos like I do every Wednesday morning in that group. So if you want to check it out, go to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely, and I would love to see you there. Also, for those of you who just happen to be interested, I'm going to be featuring a lot more about my personal journey towards health on my Instagram page and Instagram stories. So make sure to check that out at bold turquoise this coming weekend. I'm actually going for my very first acupuncture treatment and I'm going to be meeting with a brand new naturopathic doctor. And so I'm going to be talking a lot about the different supplements and dietary changes I'm making to try to get more healthy and get on the right foot. So if you are interested in that, then make sure you're following me at bold turquoise on Instagram. Okay. I think that's it for this week, ladies. I hope you have a wonderful week. And until next time, go be bold and gracious.
2: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need.